Greetings, listeners. Whoa. Hey. Greetings, listeners. Yay. Yay. Welcome back to the Fandalorian podcast. Hey, you got to bring the energy today because there was no episode this week. No, and there won't be for the next 365 weeks. Days. Or days. days. No. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Sorry. It's been, okay, we're having, listen, I had two cavities filled this morning, okay? Um, for those of you that haven't listened to this podcast before, we're very random, have a lot of side stories, but we bring a lot of value. I'm Liz, I'm joined by my co-stars, Eric and Mike. I love that you called us co-stars this time. I call you co-star. Oh, I usually say co-hosts. See, what oh, is we're stars now. I should, I'm not gonna- We're stars. Though. I can't- Got a like, promotion. The wine hasn't yeah. kicked in. All we're right. stars. Okay, no new episode this week. Yep. So- So what are we gonna do? Nothing. Nothing. No. This is, this is it, this is, is it, guys. Yeah, no, nope. <laughs> I just saw, you know, half the listeners drop, okay. Um, <laughs> no, we are going to talk about every single confirmed, or say the list, of every single confirmed Star Wars project on TV and film for the next whatever years, 2020 and beyond, um, as well as talk about uh, cool stuff outside of on screen that you can either read, game, play to get your fix until The Mandalorian returns um, for season two. And... We did a Twitter poll to ask people what stories and characters they'd like to see on screen. And there's some pretty cool ideas. So I thought we could talk about those and share our own thoughts. I don't like talking fan theories. Oh, Jesus. Okay. What about you, Darfani? <laughs> did you say you don't want to? Yeah. I was, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. He's- I, I, I want to hear about these... Uh, confirmed things all these confirmed shows okay. i know let's let's get the skinny all right here's the skinny okay so this is the most recent article that i found it's from gamesraider.com and it's every new star wars movie and tv show confirmed so far it's okay? games radar by the way not raider uh, well because vader oh my god i need to finish this glass it's of wine and games, get back games radar i'm what's going on with me <laughs> like i shouldn't even be like i can't even edit this out because it's the whole podcast i see the first one on the list uh star wars rise of skywalker okay, can you just let is me confirmed. okay eric well, i said it was first of all this is the most recent article i found which came out 22 days ago so you can just hold the phone for those of you that haven't listened to this podcast before this is my husband and he has to listen to me mike yeah. doesn't have to no, I don't. Because. I can drop off at any time. Okay, right. <laughs> okay, so obviously Rise of Skywalker, yay, great. Um, what we have up next. So there was the Star Wars trilogy by Game of Thrones showrunners Benioff and Weiss, and the release dates were December 16th, 2022, December 20th, 2024, and December 18th, 2026. As we all know, that deal has fallen through because <laughs> Benioff and Wise signed a nine-figure deal with Netflix. And they just pretty much backed out. out. Or is it because they were afraid of pissing off a whole nother fandom? Yeah, I, I got to believe they just said, screw this, we're not. All right. I mean, the, the hype for Game of Thrones was so much. Okay. Well, 
Um, I agree with you guys. I think that definitely influenced their decision along with the nine figures that they were handed. I don't think so either. I, you know, now that you think about, <laughs> think about it. Okay. So, um, it is not confirmed who will take over piloting the post rise of Skywalker trilogy. Um, but Kathleen Kennedy did say, um, she has made a decision and that choice will be announced in January of 2020, which we are currently in. Ooh. But one thing that we do know, as Games Radar <laughs> points out, Ryan Johnson is not helming that because he is still helming his new Star Wars movie trilogy. And he confirmed that on Twitter, debunking all those rumors that said he wasn't. Um, but he said, uh, and I quote, one story told over three movies, go to new places, meet new folks, come up with a new story to tell in the Star Wars universe. The sky's the limit. Hmm. So he's not saying anything. Tells us nothing. Tells us nothing. Helpful. Um, but you know, it's gonna be something we haven't heard before. But that's still confirmed. I mean, this is it's still it's still rocking and rolling. I think what people are most excited about, uh, from what we've seen on the socials and everything, um, it's Kevin Feige, right? Feige? I have no idea. MCU God, Kevin Feige Feige. Um, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce his name, uh, who, of course, came up with the last decade, orchestrated the last decade of MCU films that were amazing. Um, he is uh, working... Feige. Feige. Right. Okay. Kevin Feige. Um, so he has been brought on board to not only do a film, but he's serving as like a consultant on the, on the Star Wars universe. And uh, Kathleen Kennedy has said that they're not, they're not specifically looking to the next trilogy per se. They're looking at the next 10 years of Star Wars. So that makes sense that they would bring in yeah. Kevin. Yes. And we have read on other various sites that Feige's project may include a Brie Larson Ahsoka. Yes. But this that is all speculation. Is that, is, that is just a rumor. <laughs> But, um, but he is definitely working on a single Star Wars film. No one knows what it is yet. Huh. But what do we think about a Star Wars story featuring Ahsoka? Like Rogue One-ish kind of story? I, or, or would we rather have a Mandalorian-style television show that's live action? and has a, a little bit more time to flush out. See, but I just want to get in one quick comment, and then I want to toss it to Mike, because Mike is the Ahsoka mastermind knowledge source over here. If Kevin Feige's a part of it, I think it would be cool to bring her in a silver screen universe, especially if they make it like Marvel, where, you know, I mean, she could be in six films. I mean, look at Black Widow. She was in, like, what, seven mm -hmm six, seven films as pretty much a main character or the true. first supporting character. Yeah. Um, so that could be cool. I don't know. What do you think, Mike? I, I want, I, I think an Ahsoka something show or movie is maybe the thing I want second most in the entire Star Wars universe. So I'm on board with it. I, I think her story probably would work better as like a TV show more so than a movie in kind of the same way we're getting like an Obi-Wan show where it's sort of, you know, this 
what is he doing during this group of time, right? So you have kind of a similar thing with Ahsoka where the last time we see her in Star Wars Rebels, um, you know, she's very much alive. And, you know, what happens between that point and, you know, this new trilogy with Rey? Because we obviously don't see her in any of this new trilogy. We hear her voice in The Rise of Skywalker, so that sort of insinuates that she's dead, which makes sense. It's been, what, 30 years since, um, you know, the last, you know, the Return of the Jedi. So I feel like her story would do better as a show just because, you know, I'm sure there's a lot she got into, um, you know, post kind of rebellion. Like, what exactly was she doing during this 20-year gap? I mean, there is an Ahsoka book. There's a novel that's canon that kind of shows um, some of what she's doing when she's, like, hiding out from the Empire. Um, But that, you know, so you could do parts of that. You could do kind of post-Rebels. Like, there's all these different directions you could go with her. And it just, it feels like it would work a lot better as a TV show than one single movie. So the yeah. series, that's awesome. Um, I, I mean, I'll take anything I can get, but that, that makes sense. The, or not the series, the novel that you referred to is, have you read it? I have. So is it something that, do you need any prior knowledge to read that? Or is that something someone can just go and pick up? Um, you know, I think you could just go and pick it up um i don't know that it would be quite as interesting if you didn't know anything about the character because i mean the book is called ahsoka and it's i mean it's all about kind of her in hiding and what you know kind of what she does how she lives her life um trying to sort of stay off the radar kind of off the grid um so i don't know if it would be as interesting if you didn't kind of if you didn't have an interest in what she was up to during that time gotcha okay so if do we like the casting rumor of brie larson playing ahsoka captain marvel herself i i don't see i don't see why not she's 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 talented yeah yeah i mean she could i'm sure she could do it i mean she's she did captain marvel well so why not um why not ahsoka and she'd have the same boss in two different franchises, so she could coordinate all the things, you know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. There yeah. you go. There you go. Okay. So as far as more confirmed projects, so we just ended talking about Kevin Feige's standalone film. Don't know what it is yet. Doesn't have a specific release date, mm-hmm. um, but it's in the next couple years. Um, there, I think... As far as films, that's it. We don't know if there's going to be another um, standalone solo film. They were going to have one, but rumored to. Now it's probably not. Um, However, you know, it did end on a big cliffhanger, but Mm -hmm. they could carry on that cliffhanger story maybe into the Obi-Wan series. Yeah, that would be cool. Of course, confirmed um, on Disney Plus. It was announced this year or last year at the D3 Expo. Um, Nothing is known about it, but they're starting to film either like right now or in a few weeks. Mm -hmm. They said the scripts were done last fall. So... Do they expect to release it? 
James Raider? No. They they do think they're filming it now because everyone um, they saw Ewan McGregor show up at the Glo- Golden Globes with uh, long Obi Wan hair. So uh, oh yeah, uh, that's right. People think he did say he's um, he was on Conan or Jimmy Fallon. I can't remember, and he had a beard. And this was in. Um, right after they announced it. So it was like in October, maybe late October, early November. And he said he was finishing up one more thing to film. And so he has to like cut it off, but he was like, I'm, I'm, I'm practicing. Like I need to see what it looks like. So we oh can probably so they can plan like what kind of, you know, like do we need to do hair and stuff? How long is your, can your yeah, beard get? Is he going to be gray? Like, is he starting to go gray? He's got to be right. He's like 50. You would think so at this point. I think so. I mean, look, he's got a little, they have a picture of him from episode three here. And he already has a little, little salt and pepper. I mean, why can't Obi-Wan be going gray after uh, he had to strike down his apprentice? The the stress of that alone. I Uh, mean, we should be lucky he's got those long locks at all. I mean, I agree. he He could be going bald from stress. Yeah, well, I mean, we don't know what the hair plug situation is in a galaxy far, far away. You know, it could be really strong. It could be. I mean, they can re- they can replace hands. I, I assume they've yeah, pretty easily <laughs> too. They, I mean, it's out, like, they can replace hair follicles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got that going for us. Um, and then, of course, season two of Mandalorian's currently filming right now. Oh yeah. Um, so we got that coming. Amazing. Uh, another one on Disney Plus that's super exciting that I forgot about is the Rogue One spinoff with Cassie and Andor and Alan Tudyk returning as droid K2SO. Oh, that's great. Yeah, oh, that's nice. awesome. Um, and Games Radar says that the new series is being billed as a rousing spy thriller that will explore tales filled with espionage and daring missions to restore hope and galaxy in the grip of a ruthless empire. Hmm. Oh man! Oh, look who's acting as showrunner, Stephen Schiff, who did The Americans. Oh yeah, which is a spy series. Yep. Have you seen it, Nick? No. Uh. -uh. So it's good. We we're nowhere near done. I think we're. Did we finish season two? I don't think so. It was because they finished the. No, actually, we did. They finished the final season last year, and you know, so they're promoting it, and Eric always. Which you are a sci-fi fantasy fan now, but you all, you know, that's like kind of all I watch. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to, you know, he loves drama and thriller, that's that right. kind of action adventure. So I was like, oh, let's watch this show. It's more, it's more of a Rick show. And it's awesome. It's really good. Hmm. Oh, it's you're better. Nice. You're, you're better than me. Meg can't convince me to watch anything that's not fantasy. So, you know, it, <laughs> it, I will say, I think you would like it. Because it's very much like, I mean, it's really well written. There are a lot of twists. And because it's spy stuff, there's a lot of like, you know, it's kind of like, you know. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's, it's good stuff. It takes place during Cold War America. Yeah. Nice. No um, Russian spies. So that's all she wrote on current confirmed projects. Okay, so the the trilogy that that Wise and Benioff have had yeah. is do you said that's being put on hold indefinitely, yeah. and 
that was the one where we actually suspect that feature like will feature the high republic or old republic right where we'll start to see a little bit more of the what i was reading is is it would be like 500 years before the skywalker saga kicks off yep right so what would we see during that time frame well, is a that, lot of, is that a before lot of Jedi? The, yeah, a lot of Jedi, a lot of Sith. Because that's before no, the, that's post. Um, post two. Post two. So. Two. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you'd see a lot of Jedi. They'd probably be super kind of active in the galaxy with like their politics and their warmongering. Um, but yeah, that's post Darth Bane. So um, it would be just to Sith Yoda would be alive at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, a much younger 400 year old Yoda. (laughs) What does that look like? I wonder. (laughs) Well, I don't know. He's probably a lot sassier. Well, I mean, they showed him he was, he had, I don't think Yoda was very likable in the prequels, but I think that was intentional because it was all about how they were shrouded from the dark side because they're, they were guided by politics and not necessarily the Jedi way. Mm-hmm. So it'd be, I guess it'd be interesting to see how he got there. Like I'm sure he was a complete purist. And then, you know, after 400 years, you're going to probably get involved in some politics, yeah. but I'm curious. And I know we've talked about this and I apologize for, um, forgetting the details. Mike, when does Darth Bane implement? Implement. The, it implements. When does he institute the policy of two? Well, I, that's true. When did he? When does he institute it? And how many? About approximately how many centuries prior from that, present day Star Wars? I want to say it's about a thousand years before the Skywalker saga. And that's the PC. What the PC game has a bunch is of even things. is even the so the like the game. Yeah, um, like the computer game. Like Knights of the Old Republic is yes. like thousands of years before that. Okay. Oh, wow, okay. Because in the oh. trailers, which are arguably some of the best movies of Star Wars ever, I mean, there's that, you know, there's that scene where they, they arrive on a ship in one of the old temples, and there's, I mean, there's hundreds of them. Yeah. It's, it's so cool. It's crazy. Yeah, so uh, I'm trying to remember the timeline, but I'm pretty sure, like, the Knights of the Old Republic with, Republic with like, Dark Raven is, like, 3,000. 3,500 years before um, the Skywalkers. And I think Bane is dead by like a thousand. So, you know, it's somewhere in that kind of range. So this is, yes. I mean, if they're going to do this high Republic kind of era, it would be well after all of that. Now, I bet one of these confirmed films either kevin feige or ryan john i bet not ryan johnson only because i'm sure he wants to do something like completely completely new that isn't really existing anywhere Mm -hmm. um it'd be really cool or i think one of them maybe kevin feige's like i said would be some old republic one of the thousands of year old stuff because Mm -hmm. what they did in rise of skywalker was really bring back some of like that that mythology stuff of it of you know why Plagueis 
they're not playing against why Palpatine was still alive. You know, they tied it back to what episode three talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sith ghosts or whatever the hell was going on there. And like, <laughs> the, you know, the proper temple. And mm-hmm. then you have, oh, there's what? Like force balance, shared life stuff. There's deciphers to Sith. It was like, okay, so you're setting the stage. To me, that was, you were just introducing this stuff. So you're getting audiences prepared. Yeah, I think so. I think. Yeah. Well, there's just so much more of the lore and mythology that we know is out there, whether we've read it in books, seen it, you know, as kind of a, a side story in movies. And I, I mean, you're already seeing one of those be brought to life and giving us so much more of the Mandalorian. And I do expect that to, I mean, they'll they'll make money off this thing every which way they can, right? So they'll um, flesh out a lot of stories and pieces of the mythology that we've not seen before, which is very exciting. So question for you guys. And while I'm asking, I'm going to ask my husband if he could fill up my wine glass. Uh huh. Uh, I, I wish you could refill mine. I know. See, can you invent that, Eric? Come on. Can that be yes. your next like thing? Like virtual wine I'll build glass an, I'll build an app. Um. <laughs> Some listeners are like, what's happening right now? Um, Eric and I are are video podcasting with Mike. Um, okay, so quick question. I It's not a secret that Star Wars is kind of at a... Uh, the franchise itself is a bit torn in terms of uh, which audiences to really cater to. And without going into you know, the whole kind of like toxic environment that can exist, not just with Star Wars, but with any type of fandom. Mostly Star Wars. Um, Well, I can't, well, I I think it's just because it's mainstream. You know, look at, you have series like The Witcher, for example. Every time someone asks me about it and they're like, hey, you know, because of course they're going to ask if I've seen it. And I'm like, yeah, I saw it and I loved it. And I loved it because it was unapologetically fantasy. Yep. Like it didn't try to reel you in. It didn't, you know, it was like, oh, you don't know what a mage is? Well, play the video game. Yeah, what the hell is you wrong know, with it, you? Yeah. You know, it really, sure. it delivered fantasy, which is so, and they didn't do it in a way that was like, F you if you're not a fantasy fan. It was like, hey, this is a known audience. There isn't a lot of purely rock and roll fantasy mainstream stuff out there and so it's really really cool to see it happen and also for it to work mm-hmm. i mean in terms of viewership and stats and all that stuff it it's the number yeah. one television series um in america even beating stranger things yeah i mean and to go along with that it doesn't treat the fans like they're like they're stupid right like yeah. <clears throat> without spoiling the witcher for people who right. are tuning into our star wars podcast but I like know. there's but <laughs> there's there's things in that show that they don't come right out and tell you right they they kind of expect you to understand and figure it out on your own just from watching it and i think sometimes where star wars in this new trilogy failed is where it it almost i don't want to say catered to the general audience too much but at times it felt like they needed to over explain things in order to not confuse their fans like they didn't think their fans were smart enough to just 
figure out the story as they were watching it. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think it's, it was, and I think it was a combination of that. And also they're trying to reach a bigger audience than the audience that made star Wars, star Wars, Yep. you know, and part of being, um, I think it's fair to say that the sci-fi fantasy genre fans of that genre love to theorize. That's part of the whole shebang, you know, because the mythology is everything. So people are talking about it, learning more. Oh, wait, what could that mean? I mean, go back to Lord of the Rings, go back to um, Game of Thrones, you know, Mm -hmm. anything. And it's, if you look at other big fantasy franchises, I think the only one that's proper fantasy we can say that's like blockbuster, blockbuster is Lord of the Rings. And that second trilogy um, the Hobbit trilogy. So my dad, for example, is a huge fantasy fan and mm-hmm. he likes that trilogy even more than the first hmm. and people wow. that aren't huge, you know, just in general talking to people that aren't like big fantasy fans or just big movie fans. Like, Oh yeah, I prefer the first one. The Hobbit was fine, but it, it was definitely more mythology heavy. Yeah. It was a little slower, a, little slow, yeah. a lot more fantasy. And so I think where star Wars is really having trouble is, they need to decide what audience are you trying to serve? Like, are you trying to be action adventure? Are you trying to be sci-fi? Um, and arguably you could say some of the stuff that um, we saw in Rise of Skywalker in particular, like with all the force myth- mythology, that to me screams more fantasy than sci-fi. Yeah. So there's sure. a lot going on there, which is a good thing, but it's in terms of how they're, marketing these things it's like okay so you have a director like jj abrams who's wanting to get into all this nitty-gritty stuff but then you have you know the powers that be at disney that are like wait you can't have gay characters wait you can't wait we have to and it's like uh, it just felt so botched together because there were so i don't know it felt like a lot of red tape yeah even though i enjoyed it it's like can you guys just make a decision because the witcher was so fucking good because it was like, all right, this is fantasy. Here it is. Wham, bam, spells, witches, and, you know. All kinds of stuff. And fuck. And fuck, oh my. Yeah. <laughs> and see, you know, and see, and that's a good point, too, because, you know, they, it's, it's my biggest complaint with kind of the star, like where Star Wars is, is that, you know, they seem unwilling to step out of this comfort zone of like nostalgia Mm -hmm. you know like they obviously you had the original trilogy and you had the prequels so then they make this new trilogy to get fans back in and it's it's luke and it's leia and it's han and it's Mm -hmm. palpatine and it's they just they, they can't get themselves out of it so then when you hear okay, well, now they're going to do this next set of universe. It's like the rumor is it's High Republic. And Mm -hmm. that's when Yoda's alive. It's like, great. (laughs) That's cool. Yoda at 400 years old is probably awesome. And I'll probably super enjoy it. But like Star Wars is going to sell. Like people are going to line up to see Star Wars no matter what Star Wars it is. So they have this opportunity to go way off the board and do old, like, and stop jumping around where you're going to do in the middle and then you're going to do post empire and then pre empire and middle of the empire. Like go back to the beginning, like 
go to old Republic where you can say the, you, you know, the universe starts and start your story there because then as you start to move through the kind of like eras of star Wars, the casual fans that aren't reading the books or playing the games or reading the comics or whatever the case may be, like they'll understand the mythology as they go. Like I think where their problem is, is there's all this kind of hidden mythology that they're not putting out there for anyone to see, like go back to Revan, like start that, get through Darth Bane. And like, do people who watch just the movies have any idea of how the Sith began or the rule of two or like Yoda mentions it in passing, but it's never explained to them. So it's just, it feels like now that the Skywalker stuff is done, they have this opportunity to kind of go back and start at the beginning. And they just, they just seem so unwilling to do it. Like they're afraid that they're going to have empty theaters, which is yeah totally they're, insane. I, I think that's a great point, Mike. They're afraid to break the mold. They're afraid to, introduce new characters they're afraid of, of the jar jar situation probably because wasn't jar jar supposed to be like a really big character in the prequels and then everybody was like fuck jar jar man that yeah, guy's terrible well but the pro- <laughs> i think and i would hope they learn their lesson with the prequels in <laughs> yeah. that you know the stories you're talking about telling mike what i wish the powers that be would see is that it's not just it's not just to see cool, you know, lightsaber fights and all this kind of stuff. But there are some really heavy fucking themes with yeah, those. Yeah. Like really heavy themes. I mean, the yes. PC games have I mean, you know, you're you're talking the basic light versus dark battle thing, but you know, there's you know, there's war. Like look at Rogue One, that's a a war film. Um yeah, look yeah. at uh Mandalorian, you know, it's a story about an orphan taken in by you know, a very, uh, a very, what's the, what would you call the Mandalorians? Taken in by a a militaristic, militaristic organization, but you know, who lost his his parents, clings on to that memory, sees this baby. I mean, you take the sci-fi out of it and it's a, it's a heartbreaking, you know, beautiful story. Mm -hmm. And if you throw a good theme in, you can, slap lightsabers and all the other cool stuff around it but it's like that's what makes a good story and it's so Mm -hmm. easy to do that because you already have the material there so i i don't know i just i just i just wish they'd do it and people want something new look at mandalorian yeah we don't know any of these people but there are these little glimpse of nostalgia but the nostalgia isn't there just for people that love star wars the nostalgia speaks to everyone you know you have um like uh the desert planet scenes you know and all this stuff it's like that that was cool for anyone to watch but it's even cooler for someone who knows that was Tatooine. yeah right (laughs) and so it wasn't like just serving one single purpose so Mm -hmm. i think and they're smart enough it's like but we're just people podcasting in our basements like come on you guys you guys make blockbusters for a living you know these things well and the thing is is like i bet if you polled fans like what one character do you want to see in a movie more than anyone else i bet you most people would say darth revan like knights of the old republic was a ridiculously popular game Mm -hmm. like he is a character that people love like they loved his story they hate that when he was wiped from canon like 
Mm. bringing him back and telling his story in like a good way. Like you want to talk about bringing your hardcore fans like back on board, the ones that hate what JJ Abrams did, the ones that hate the new trilogy and all that, like go back to an interesting time with a character that is like universally loved amongst the fans. Like it just, yeah. And I think, do you think it's fair to say too, um, when you're saying like these fans that really got into the now non-canon stuff before the big merge and all this stuff mm-hmm. of Lucas films and Disney, it almost be like, I'm trying to equi- like equate it to if it happened to like game of Thrones today, like what if, you know, the franchise of, or the entity of game of Thrones was sold to Disney and they were like, yeah, this doesn't, or the, the House of Targaryen actually doesn't matter. Like the book Blood and Fire, or Fire and Blood, that's actually not canon anymore. It'd be like, what? Like, that doesn't even make How sense. How is that even not canon? How is that not canon anymore? Like, I would be so frustrated. Yeah, you invest a lot of time in it. It's stuff that you read. I mean, I'm sure. Cool I mean, stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, there's, they're making no. a whole series dedicated to it now. So, I, but right. still, <laughs> because it's that good. You know, you, you wonder. I understand why they, they did that. I really do. Because when you, you, you know, move to doing something on screen, it's like, okay, there's a lot here. What are we going to start with? This isn't canon anymore in terms of people that want to follow this, you know, 10 year storytelling experience, like with Mm -hmm. the Marvel cinematic universe. Totally understand. However, there's not one cohesive story that's been told on screen. Mm-hmm. So it just feels a little muddied, mm-hmm. um, which just, just kind of stinks because there's so much good story to tell. Mm-hmm. Well, you brought bits of it back into canon, but without actually doing it justice. You know, like the Darth Bane stuff is all, you know, Star Wars legends, but the right. character was in Clone Wars, so he's canon. The rule of two is attributed to him in Clone Wars, so that's canon. But there's no explanation to any of it. Like, yeah, how, did he, like yeah. how did he get there? Yeah. Like, nobody, there's no explanation to it. So it's just, you know, and you're going to confuse, like, talk about, like, well, they don't want to confuse their audience. Like, they're going to go into this High Republic era and there's going to still be all this Sith lore that they're not going to touch. and People are it's still too much. It's like too much. They're gonna be confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're jumping into the middle again. Like they need to back up. Just start. Just start something. Like I'm excited to see a trilogy that we know is a trilogy, and that just introduces something new. As both of you have said, I think it's we're due for it, and I think it just needs to be set from the onset. I don't even know why episode seven was decided as something that needed to be done as part of the Star Wars universe, you know? Um, but it was, they were sitting in a room, you know, in some boardroom and they're like, we should continue the Skywalker saga. It's like, why the hell? How are six movies not enough? Right. Um, Money. Yep. Nostalgia sells. You can throw. We put the feelers out and everyone's yeah. in. You know? Yeah, it's a it's a good way to to reboot everything, I guess, um, because it really has kicked off the next set of Star Wars. I mean, they're just you know trying to cash in while they can. Yep. And I don't think it's ever going to go away, but I think they're they're mature enough now in their Star Wars development that 
they can try something new. Take some risks now that you've rebooted the, now that you've gotten people back into it, wiped the no. bad taste of the prequels out. Like <laughs> now you, like now you can start taking some risks. Like, yeah. And I don't even think it's a risk. Like you slap the Star Wars name on it. You have Sith and Jedi fighting it out like in a full-on war like people are gonna see that we're gonna go like people are gonna love that i don't don't know what part of that doesn't like i just it they're just afraid to step away from nostalgia like you know that high republic's gonna have yoda all through it so they can be like look at young yoda everybody remember how remember him remember how cool he was like i I don't we just don't need that at this point well look at like what they do with like you know um period piece films of like ancient Rome, you know, there's been series, there's been movies, there's been all sorts of stuff. They all tell a different story and we still go and see it because people love seeing that shit. Right. You know, like look at Gladiator. That movie is one of my favorite movies of all time. That's a beautiful war film. Like it's Mm -hmm. awesome. I think it would classify as a war film, you know, kind of, Mm -hmm. but you know, a story about this, this, you know, soldier of war and it's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful story. Why can't you take that same, like, tell that same exact story in Star Wars? It'd be amazing. It'd be awesome. It'd be so cool. Yeah, so, I think um, I had a conversation with a colleague of mine yesterday talking about how all the Star Wars films, TV shows relate to a genre of movie, like a, you know, call it whatever, normal movie. Like, you got. Mandalorian's kind of a Western. Um, Rogue One, you mentioned earlier, was a war movie. Um, you know, the, and, and I think there are formulas that you follow and how a lot of these movies or shows are shot um, mirror, you know, the, the genre that they're emulating. And so, yeah, a good war movie, a good, good drama, a good, there's so much that can be done. You can do a coming of age story, you know, do something there about you a go. young Jedi you know, that, I mean, coming in, it, it doesn't have to be all, you know, gloom and doom. It can be, you know, about profound loss or, you know, just, well, I guess it is gloom and doom, but, you know, come, a classic coming of age where, you, <laughs> you know, know a, a classic positive story where everybody dies and, you know. <laughs> Whatever, you guys get the classic. So, all, all I know is if I don't get a Darth Bane trilogy, like, I'm going to freak out. Like, I don't know if I have to like go to Disney and pitch it myself to them. Like get writing, Mike, get writing. Like, do I have like, I mean, I got the book sitting right over here. Like I could just map uh, it out. Okay. Yeah, that's just, the next podcast. We'll just storyboard the whole thing. I'm talk and, about dark pain. Well, I thought, so I know we were going to talk about, I think we should save these for our next podcast. We, we had a lot to talk about. Eric and I have been playing um, Jedi order on PS4. Yeah. So sick. And Mike, of course, you've read you've read a lot of series. You've Eric's really into the comics. Um, mm-hmm. of course there are the cartoons. I think maybe we'll save you guys want to save another podcast for talking about that stuff and maybe telling people if they're like, where do I start? There's a lot yeah. of even non-canon stuff to read. We can do some recommendations. And then I'm gonna I, I did this Twitter last minute Twitter poll of what people want to see next. I'm going to like keep promoting it over the next week and then see oh, yeah. what, yeah. See what people that. say. Yeah. Cause you know, we, and we forgot in our list of confirmed things, um, Clone Wars oh, coming darn. back. Yeah. Yes. Season, season seven starts and in Rebels. February. 
And is that, I don't know if that one's confirmed. Because you sent that in our little Slack group. Was that not yeah, confirmed? Yeah. I don't know that they've like officially confirmed a season two of it. Maybe the, maybe it is official, but it seems very likely that season two is coming of Rebels. So um, and I think they're talking about it might be post-Empire, like New Republic stuff. So um, we've been watching. Yeah. But I feel like we need to beat Bop over to Clone Wars now to get that done before February. Yeah. So we can we can recap it. I've been jumping around Clone Wars, um, watching the important episodes and cutting some of the filler on my rewatch. So it, how many seasons is it? Six. Oh, I thought it was only like two. No, it's six. How many episodes per season? Ooh, I think it varies by season. Some of them have a lot, I think, like twenty. Well, we, We'll beat Bob. Oh boy! But it might be something we can put on when after school with the girls too, because it's cartoons. She and there's be- there's episodes you can skip too. I know there's like guides out there that show because like you have to watch like the order on Disney Plus is not the right order. Right. They were released like not chronologically, and then oh god, uh, that happened on Netflix too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. So, we'll, so there's all that, and yeah, there's there's episodes you can skip because they like don't matter to anything. They're just kind of filler. So you could probably blow through Clone Wars pretty quick. Okay, well we'll Google and just watch that. We know enough. Yeah, exactly. I wish they had a there's a website where I could go and like read that sort of stuff. I mean, listen, you could probably read it on PureFandom.com, but sometimes we just go to other websites because you know what <laughs> we like to do. We like to drink wine and just talk. And we exactly. need a website where we could do that. Where, where you could, wait? You need a website where you can find out uh, where what order to, to view them in. Yeah. Yes. Hey, you know what? I'll I'll share it on Pure Fandom's Twitter. How about that? I'll find the article and I'll share it. That's and tag a good it out. compromise. Yeah. Yeah. You know, someone's already done it, so oh, I'm just, of course. Okay. Yeah. It's on I'm Reddit somewhere. Okay. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, um, yeah, cool. So we have our next couple podcasts planned. Yeah, hell so, yeah. So tune in yeah. and catch our other podcasts. Um, of course, we have Brad and Court Talk, our sci-fi podcast. They've been on us forever. They're amazing on Pure Fandom Forever. Um, Meg's Wife and I podcast about the CW. Mike's wife? Did I say Meg's Mike. wife? Yeah. Meg's wife. Oh, my gosh. We have to go to bed. Okay. <laughs> Mike's wife, Meg. And I podcast about the CW's Roswell, New Mexico, which was just confirmed for a season three and season two hasn't even aired yet. Oh, well, that's a good sign. Hell yeah. Everybody hits their stride in season two. I know. I love it. It's a show worth watching. Yes. Good. So, which this one definitely is. So we're going to be podcasting about that. We're going to start ramping up next week because that Mm -hmm. premieres soon. Um, And Court of Bread and Court Talk also recaps Manifest with Madeline. Who Klepek, who is one of our longtime entertainment journalists, she's a senior editor. She covered um, Once Upon a Time, which is another great series. If you guys are looking for a cool fantasy series to binge during the Fandalorian hiatus, Eric and I haven't done our Game of Thrones podcast in a while um, because we've been doing this one. Also, because Game of Thrones is done. Well, but we did a lot of the cool history stuff. You know, it was it's, it's, true. it's called a podcast remembers and you can really listen to it anytime. It just dives into the really cool shit. It so is maybe, really good. Maybe we'll I'm not just saying that. Like we did some solid like oh I wish, my God. I, wish so I studied I wish I studied as hard in college as I did for like our podcast. Same. Totally <laughs> because like, you right. know, it was it was really he just took world history and made it 
in Westeros. Mm -hmm. So I actually could have probably have gotten like a minor in, you know, history of the Western world. Game of Thronesology. Sure, yeah. But we'll start that up whenever the hell the House of Dragon premieres on HBO again. Um, All right. The ramble is done. Do we got anything else, y'all? Or are we just we slapping the helmets back on till next week? The helmets are back on. Back on. Till next week. Till next week. Yes.